Good evening, LCM. Tonight is December 1st, 2021. These are some pretty amazing days that we're in, aren't, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, your pastors were able to advance, to reload, because we don't retreat, for a few days getting insight into the next season of this church, into the next year, maybe even the next few years of direction that God has for us. We're going to be sharing all of these things with you in the days and the weeks ahead, and we're having an incredible time. We're not even a week past Thanksgiving yet. That's incredible. I don't know if you know about this, but there's a new uh, shopping trend in the last several years that's materialized. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving has been known as Black Friday. This is not something to get offended at because it's racially motivated, because it's not. It's when businesses went from the red of being out of money into the black where they had money. But they have also had a Cyber Monday that's begun. Yes. So that people have special deals online. I don't know if you know this, but some of the reports say that there was a half a trillion dollars worth of business that was ordered on Cyber Monday just a few days ago. And that's going to increase a lot of some of the uh, shipping and uh, deliveries that are going to be coming in the days and the weeks ahead. You've all ordered something online and had it delivered to you, right? We've all done it. And once you place that order, what do you do? Track it, right? If you're lucky enough to have some of these services available, you can even see where the little truck is on the map. Your 10 stops away. Your 8 stops away. And what happens? Anticipation grows. It's exciting. Right? You, you check it probably once every 10 minutes, then once every 5 minutes. And then you're just standing at the edge of your street waiting for that package to arrive. Well, I want to relate that to something here. This is much like our prayer life, that we're asking the Lord for something. We are hopeful. We are thankful. We are grateful. We're full of expectancy, and we get to wait for what God will deliver. Amen. Let's go back to the packages again. Have you ever had that package arrive, and you picked it up, and it just didn't feel right. I mean, it was in the Amazon box. It was in the Target box, but something just wasn't correct about this box. You, uh, you stop for a minute and maybe if you're like me, you, you open it up and you go, whoa, 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 hold on. I didn't order a Chinese calendar and some weird looking back scratcher. This isn't mine. I didn't order this. I didn't ask for it. The right way to handle package that's not yours is to do something in, that's titled in the, in, the, in the mail system, and that is to return to sender, right? You're going to return that thing right back where it came from. You don't take it. Honestly, you don't open it. You don't receive it. You don't take it into your home. You just send it back right to the place that it originated from. Well, the title for tonight's message is Return to Sender. Say it with me. Return, Return to, to sender. See, in Sunday's incredible message called Swatting Flies, we learned how to swat those flies. Yeah, you could do better than that. On Sunday, in this incredible message that was given, we all learned how to swat those flies. See, those Scuvalon kind of flies that are trying oh, yeah. to spoil the yeah. perfume, to spoil the anointing oil that is yours, yes. that you have been given. See, while we all acknowledge that there are many things that we have yet to accomplish, 
As a matter of fact, we're pretty excited about the things that God has for us to accomplish in the days and the years ahead. See, we're going to share those things with you, but your pastors tonight, just like Sunday, we want to focus on what you already are, what you already have, what you have already received from the heavens that we might be able to operate in that tonight. Are you ready for that kind of message tonight? Yes. Come on, let's turn to 1 John chapter 2, and as you are turning there, say, return to sender. First John chapter two, verse 26. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, Remain in him. Yeah. Now, the first thing that he addresses in this letter is how to combat being led astray. How to detect a counterfeit. That we all need the anointing. But more importantly, did you hear in this that you have the anointing? Yeah. The anointing you, you receive from him? Well, as you look at the function of this in this passage, it teaches you and it has taught you. We're looking at what God has done in this body, in the past, and what he is doing in the present. And his call is, hey, this anointing is real. Everybody say real. It's real. It's real. It's not counterfeit. And he's encouraging them, remain in what is real. Saints, you are really anointed people. Whatever is not from what God has originally given you in his anointing needs to be returned to the sender. Has anybody in the room been like me and you prayed that the Lord would anoint you in a moment for a special task? Yes. Do you know what we're saying to you right now? You are already anointed for the task that he's given you. Wow. And anything that causes you in your mind, in your heart, not to already understand that he has given me everything that I need. There is an anointing that's here. We want to walk in it. It's real. It's not even counterfeit. It's the real deal. We're going to swat those flies and we're going to return to sender. Any thought, any attack that tries to say something different than what God has already given you. Man, that is a different kind of way to look at this. Instead of begging God to just maybe come through one more time, you're looking at it and going, Lord, you've made me for this. I'm built for this. You've given me an anointing. I want to walk in it fully. And here we go. See, such a man like Nehemiah was this kind of example. Nehemiah was an anointed man. He was walking in an anointing. And there were some uh, unwanted, unsolicited packages that yes. came his way often. Somebody say often. Often. They came his way often, but you know what he understood how to do? He would just say, uh-uh, return to sender. He wouldn't even take it in. He wouldn't even allow it in. And God is going to help us to do the same thing. Turn with us to Nehemiah chapter 6. And as you are turning, say return to sender. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 1. Listen to what it looks like 
Let's see what it looks like to have some unwanted packages delivered. Now in Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies. Wow. If you just read through Nehemiah enough, you realize that it starts off with one list of enemies, but that list just kind of keeps growing, right? Heard that I had built the wall. Somebody say built the wall. Built the wall. He's already built the wall and there was no breach left in it. Although up to that time, I had not set the doors and the gates. And can't you, let's just engage with the scripture here for a second. Can't you relate to the fact that a great work is being done, that you can say some things in your life? No, we have built this wall. There might still be things to do, but what the Lord has done and what he has, has given us is evident in our daily lives. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. Verse 2, Sanballat and Geshem said to me, saying, come and let us meet together at Hakafarim in the plain of, oh no. That should let you know what meeting this is going to be. <laughs> they just called it, oh no. But they intended to harm me. And I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. And I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And they said to me four times in this way. Four times. And I answered them in the same manner. In the same way, Sanballat, for the fifth time, sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. Now, I want to remind you of something I just said a minute ago. Nehemiah is an anointed man. He is walking. He has actually built a wall. There's still items left to be done, but he is successful in every way because of what God has given him. He is a man of prayer. He is a man of integrity, and he is walking in the anointing that God has for him. But even he, Nehemiah, received unwanted packages. As a matter of fact, they started stacking up on his stoop. As if you've been gone for a few days, if you live on Forte and you get back and there's 97 packages right there in front door. Some of them are for y'all, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like you ordered them and sent them to our house. But, but you know what Nehemiah didn't do? He didn't take the packages in, walk inside the house, and decide to open them and contemplate their place in his home. He said that this package is not wanted. I didn't order it. Yeah. It didn't come from heaven. I didn't request it. Get it out of here. Return, Return to sender. sender. Come on now, church. We got to start having an attitude inside of us that's like Nehemiah. And you are doing this. You're going, wait a minute. Wait, I don't need to take that in and accept it because I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. Get this out of here. Return to sender. See, LCM, you are becoming like Nehemiah. You're walking in this every day. You're able to realize when the package is actually <clears throat> full of scuvalon that's been left on your doorstep. Yes. They're being addressed to you. They've been sent to you, but you didn't request it. So you do not take it in. You just say, return to sender. And you get those things out of here. And you know what you do? You keep doing it as many times as is needed. Yeah. They kept doing it four times, five times. They kept going after because maybe they thought Nehemiah would forget that he's actually anointed and take it in. But Nehemiah... And LCM is not like that. We're not going to forget. No. We're going to say it with me. We're going to return to sender. Saints, we're talking about being anointed. I want to remind you something from Sunday's message. It's a slide that had the five elements of the anointing oil. You guys remember this? Yeah. On the left, you see the list where it's myrrh, cinnamon, fragrant cane, 
cassia, olive oil. And you have the functions of them on the right-hand side. Life and death, righteous jealousy, godly standard, kindled fire, spiritual light. What we're going to do tonight is that we're going to share with you some very practical points from the right-hand side of that slide and demonstrate what this looks like in our life. Let's all turn to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14, we're going to begin in verse 3. Say, return to sender as you're turning. Verse 3 says, while he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Church, what we want you to focus in on tonight is she already had the perfume. It had already been given to her. She had already received. See, in the anointing all, we remember that type of myrrh that is given. That fragrance that comes with a life and death situation. See, she had already decided that serving the Messiah was a matter of life and death. That life and death expectancy causes her to give something that is expensive, that is very beautiful. It is a beautiful thing for us to give our all, a fragrant offering to the Lord. See, this is exactly like what Nehemiah was doing. He understood this principle, that following the will of the Lord was life and death. See, Nehemiah understood it. Mary understood it here. And LCM, you understand this, that serving the Lord is a matter of life and death. And it's something that we find beautiful. Amen. Let's pick up in verse 4. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another. Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Mm. Now, I want you to notice something. This woman was not asking for their help. She wasn't seeking their financial counsel like Goldman Sachs of how to manage her investment portfolio. She wanted nothing to do with their opinion. She didn't solicit it at all. You know what she was doing? She wasn't letting anything else in to the precious anointing oil that she had. It was too precious to let anything that God had not sent become part of it. She had the attitude of, uh, we're going to ship that stuff right out of here. In fact, you're going to put it, uh, ship it in high transit. You can even... Use those Scuvalon carriers to go carry it to the West Coast where all the other shipping containers are located. See, this is the kind of attitude that we have to have. There's going to be outside voices that want to try and help and give counsel and advice. And it did not originate for God. And we have to have a view of God's anointing oil as something that is precious and in our possession. And no outside contaminants are we to allow in. But when they try, we're going to return them the sender. Come on now. When you have something precious, you don't let outside influences come in to taint it or contaminate it. Look at how Jesus responds in verse 6. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her with all of your unwanted, unsolicited opinions, your unsolicited help? Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow, have we ever looked at someone else and, and thought one thing until you realized how beautiful their action was? Wow, 
She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you. And you can help them anytime you want. But you will not always have me. Verse 8. Look at this phrase. She did what she could. Yeah. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. See, Jesus told them to take that speech, to take those thoughts, to take that quote-unquote help and return to sender. That's what he told them to do because her brokenness, her sacrifice, her treating him with the specialness of life and death, literally preparing him for his burial was a beautiful thing. She did what she could. Now, how, how do you take that when you first read that? You can look at that and say, eh, she did what she could. As in, she didn't have much. But what was she giving? She gave something that was precious. Something that was expensive. Yes. She gave all that she had. And she gave it freely. She gave it passionately. She gave it openly. And she did what she could. Which means that she was acting righteously. She gave righteous deeds Amen. to the Messiah. And we are still talking about her actions today. Yeah. How precious is that? How special is that? See, she did what she could. You shouldn't hear that that means that she didn't have much. She gave all that she had and the Messiah said it was beautiful. And we Amen. can still grow from this and learn from this. She did what was righteous because it had been given to her. Oh, what does that mean for us tonight? We have been giving something special. We've been given a special anointing on your life in this place. And when we give it freely, it is you giving what you could. And it is a righteous deed. And it is pleasing to God. This is the righteous deeds that flow from her life. And it's the righteous deeds that are flowing in this house. They're flowing from your lives. We can see it in you. Nick Rosales. I mean, I'm looking at a man of God there with Nick Rosales. I remember when Nick got here. He's always been good looking. But I remember when Nick got here. He's even better looking now. Nice haircut, man. No, for sure. See, what Nick has been given is a special expensive yes. kind of anointing oil that is the real deal and he's walking in it do you know how i know because i can see the righteous deeds in his life yeah this is an amazing thing uh, we're just gonna have fun tonight let's get it i'm looking at anna i'm looking at anna what a divine and anointed life this woman has amen you guys know she's been a, here about a year. She's had to learn English to be here. How would yeah. you like to go sit she in a chair? She, she yeah. did what she could. I can see, and you should be able to see an anointing, a very precious anointing that she has received, and she is walking in righteous obedience. It is oozing from her life, these righteous deeds from her hands, because she has been given something precious. Oh, yeah. How can I not notice Juan over there? That is an anointed brother. That's true. El guapo. No, 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 no. Ray, not taco. He didn't say. It, no. no, it's not dinner time. El guapo. Ray was like, tacos? No, no, not tacos. Look, can't you guys testify that Juan's life is overflowing with righteous deeds. 
It's a sign of the anointing oil of God that is precious to him and is overflowing in our lives as well. Look, just one example. There's not one time that Juan has ever come over and brought something to participate in a meal. And it was like a bag of chips and a two liter Coke. He brought something that was precious. I don't know where you got those steaks from in Mexico, but they were off the chain good. And you, you, you went to a far extent to illustrate that. First John chapter two, verse 28. Let me read this to you. And it's going to make the point of what we just highlighted in Mark. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Righteous deeds overflow from the precious anointing oil that God has given us. So church, if you have something that's trying to come into your life like an unwanted package, yeah. you're going to say, return to cinder. Yeah. What we have is too precious for it to be content. We're not even going to put up with that. We didn't ask for it. We don't need it. We have something precious already within our possession, and we are going to enjoy this and continue to walk in it. Look at what Nehemiah 6 and verse 6 says. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem also says it, that you and the Jews intend to rebel. That is why you are building the wall. Because yes, people build walls because they're trying to rebel. And according to these reports, you wish to become their king, Nehemiah. And you have also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem, there is a king in Judah. And now the king will hear of these reports. So uh, now come and let us take counsel together. Unwanted package. Yep. Look at what he says. Then I sent to him saying, no such things as you say have been done. For you are inventing them out of your own mind. Return, to Return that to sender. <laughs> come on, y'all know exactly what that's like. Somebody just starts saying something. You're like, "Where? oh, you're just literally just making that up. For they all wanted to frighten us thinking. Everybody say thinking. Thinking. Oh, they didn't know the people of God. They were thinking that they can get their hands to drop from the work so that it would not be done. But now, oh God, strengthen my hands. See, the enemies of God's people are always reading a righteous jealousy. Remember on Sunday, we talked about the cinnamon and the anointing all, that righteous jealousy. They always read it, the enemies of God always read it as something wrong something rebellious, something that you're trying to get away with and advance yourself. See, these packages are trying to tell you that you're arrogant, that you're prideful, that you're being rebellious for standing up and actually walking in what God has for you. It's trying to deter you. It's trying, those enemies think that they can cause you to stop from the work that God has for you. They're trying to sow these seeds in there. They're trying to send the packages, hoping that you'll open it, hoping that you'll take it in. You might just be opening up a box of anthrax if you're not careful. That's why you don't take these things in. It's designed to harm you, but we're not going to do that, church. We're going to return to sender every single one of these things. See, something rose up in Nehemiah. I love verse 8. Can you put verse 8 on the screen, Bethany? Verse 8 says, then I sent to him saying, no such things you say have taken place. Come on. 
You are not what I need to listen to. You are not bring. I have something precious and I've got a righteous jealousy that this work might continue. I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to let up because what I have, I have a righteous jealousy about and I'm going to fight all the more for it the more that I see these things advancing. See, this is not the time to lay in your beds, church. Contemplating. Contending. Wrestling. Opening packages about what you could have done differently earlier in the day. That when God encouraged you and you shared a word with someone, that you were advancing in righteous deeds and you were standing righteously, boldly and saying, this is not from God and I will not put up with this. I have a righteous jealousy. Now's not the time for you to be opening the packages and say, maybe you should have done that a little bit differently. Now's the time for you to go, righteous jealousy is what is in the anointing oil. It's what I have. I'm going to walk in this all the more. See, you heard on Sunday that righteous jealousy is about you being more concerned about the holiness of his name, about the righteousness that our God is, than what your own feelings are about the matter. Has anybody ever opened the wrong kind of package in here? You've let those thoughts and you went, wait a minute. I'm telling you, they didn't start with you. Don't take it in. Amen. Just return to sender every one of those. See, let us show you how another anointed man of God exemplifies this concept perfectly. We're going to go to Numbers chapter 25. And as you turn, say return to sender. We're going to pick up with verse 10. And the Lord said to Moses... Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the people of Israel. In that he was jealous with my jealousy among them. So that I did not consume the people of Israel in my jealousy. Therefore say, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. And it shall be to him and to his descendants after him the covenant of a perpetual priesthood. Because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. A righteous jealousy is God's jealousy. And the result is that there is a priesthood, a perpetual priesthood that rises out of these things. There's a message that we preached in the past called Phinehas Rising. Listen to some of the, listen to that message. It's exactly about this subject. It's what God does in response to men and women of God who take his name and his holiness seriously and have his jealousy at work inside of them. Being concerned about the holiness of the name of God rather than the accomplishments of your own name is the demonstration of righteous jealousy. And as a result, Phinehas was granted a covenant of shalom, not only for himself, but for the generations that would come after him. You never know what your righteous jealousy, God's jealousy, can not only accomplish in your lifetime, but for generation after generations that come after you. This, is, this establishes a perpetual priesthood. And it solely is based on the fact that you act upon that righteous jealousy that God gives. You know, when I think about righteous jealousy, I think about a man named Paul Rosales. 
I think about a man who's walking with fire in his heart, in his life. I can see the anointing of God that's on him. This is a church that is raising up an entire group of men who can be like Phinehas. Phinehas rising in this place is what's taking place as we work towards. Did you see the promise there? A perpetual priesthood that comes from being as jealous as God is for his name. Yeah. Come on now, that's, this is the kind of work and the walk that we must be in. Let's go back to Nehemiah chapter 6, and let's look at verse 10. It says this, Now when I went into the house of Shimeiah, the son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was confined, got him, who was confined to his home, he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple for they, everybody say they, they. you know, like the experts, they, they just, they are coming to kill you. <laughs> it's the science. <laughs> they are coming to kill you by night. Let me just make this, try to add an extra level of fear. It's going to be dark and you won't even see them coming. But I said, should a man, should such a man as I run away? And what man such as I could go into the temple and live? I will not go in. And I understood and saw that God had not sent him. But he had pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat. Please don't name your kids Tobiah or Sanballat. Just just don't do it. These enemies of God had hired him to send the unwanted package. See, Nehemiah, he was a man who had uh, that fragrant cane That godly standard operating in his life. He was in possession of it. He used it effectively because he was an anointed man of God, just like the men and the women in this room. See, with God's standard in his hand, he was able to measure these men against the word of God. Did you see verse 12? And I understood and I saw it. I saw that they didn't measure up to God's righteous standard. I could see it plainly. I just looked at him and went, man, you guys didn't come from God. That God had not sent him, but you had actually, you're working to undermine God's work in my life. And I won't put up with it. I won't accept it. Return to sender and do it now. See, their seemingly prophetic words were measured against the word of God. I'm going to say that again to help every man and woman in this room. Their seemingly prophetic words. They sounded like they were saying something. Let's go into the house of God. You realize that was a seemingly prophecy, but it didn't measure up to God's standard. And Nehemiah knew it. See, he didn't ask for that. He didn't need that even though they were offering something you do not need everything that's offered to you you are anointed amen you have god's standard in your hand you are able to distinguish between those who say they are trying to help you but have actually been hired to harm you to stop you see We do not need the help of of other men outside. We need God's presence in our life and the brotherhood that he's put us in. And this is what we operate. And when we have that, we don't need outside help to cause us. This is something unwanted. We say return to sender. We will stand with what God has said. 
See, we've probably all received an errant prophecy at one point. <laughs> just, just Pastor Eric and, and, and me. We've all received an errant prophecy at one point. See, you're afraid to say that because you also know that we've at times been the one who was the errant prophet. But see, this is not who's defined. This, you're not defined by that, church. You know what happens? See, you have fragrant cane. You have God's standard that, that we're measuring every, everything against. And if somebody gets it wrong, you can handle it. Say, I can handle it. I can handle it. Because you measured against God's word yes. and you're able to move forward. It doesn't even harm you. You're actually no. going, hey, thank you for trying. <laughs> thank you. We want to encourage that. We're just going to dial in our discernment there. See, but you're a church that has God's standard. And anything that doesn't measure up to the standard, you know what you do? You return to cinder. Can't help but think of an anointed man of God who has been using the godly standard to return to cinder those outside thoughts. That's Tom Powell. Oh, yeah. I've been watching the word of God dwell richly within this man. And it's having an effect on everyone he comes in contact with. He's able to detect and then return to sender anything that doesn't measure up to God's word. Tom is a loving and a caring man of God. And he is in love with God's word. What a powerful trans transformation and testimony he and his family are. And brother, I want to tell you, the anointing of God is evident inside of you, and his word is flowing out of you. Amen. Let's all turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and say, return to cinder whenever you get there. Pastor, while everybody's right. turning, you know, Tom, you know how we know that's true? We can see the word coming out of Martha as well. We can see Martha giving yeah. people. We see her being a great reflection of what God is doing in you. We see that anointing over your whole family. And I got to tell you, we love it. Look, I've been hearing the testimonies about the words that you have been sharing with the other ladies in this church. And it is richly blessing our body. Amen. <laughs> Are you guys in 1 Peter 1? Yeah. Verse 22. Now that you have... Purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring <laughs> word of God. For all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Parenthetical, this becomes manure. Scuvalung. But the word of the Lord endures how long, saints? Forever. Come on, I want you to shout it. The word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. We're going to show you something that is in a progression in this passage. Verse 22. Peter is encouraging the believers. You have purified yourselves. You have sincere love. And his encouragement is, so keep on doing it. It's the anointing working in you. Keep letting it flow. Verse 23, you have been born again of that which is imperishable. You have the living and enduring word of God at work within you. That godly standard. 
And he goes on to say, this is what has been preached to you, and it is what you are. Do you hear that encouragement in this passage? We need to hear this from our brothers and from the word of who we are. We are anointed men and women of God. We are possessing what is precious. We are living our lives that is utilizing the godly standard, measuring every unwanted, unsolicited, unordered package that shows up on our front door and possessing the ability to rightly identify it and return it right back to its sender. Come on now, this is happening in this place. I look over and I, I, my eyes caught the Robinsons here. What a special kind of family that we have here with Amen. the Robinsons. I'm seeing the word of God as his righteous standard be there. These are the kind of people that have not been born again of perishable seed. They have something that is imperishable inside of their life. And you can see it through every action that they have. You can see it overflowing in their life. Let's jump back into Nehemiah chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 14. Somebody say return to sender as you're turning back there. Now listen to this. Verse 14. Remember. Tobiah and Sanballat, oh my God, according to these things that they did. And also, just in case you're wondering, also remember, Lord, the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who wanted to make me afraid. I kind of like this. Yes. He's going, hey, uh, God, remember what they're doing. Are you, are you watching this? Are you seeing what these guys are doing to us? See, Nehemiah is full of anointing. He is a man that, like in the anointing all, that had cassia. See, he was lived a life that was full of submission, and now he's got a kindled fire yeah. on the inside of him. Yeah. Hey, God, you remember what they're doing. Pay attention to that, because I'm going to keep doing what you called me to do, but I want you to take note of them. Hey, he didn't mean it for nice and, and Lord, that you might bless them one day. Remember them. <laughs> hey. You saw that, right? Get them. Yeah. Yes. This is a godly trait. This is an anointed trait that we need to have and that this church has in in all kind of abundance in this place. That what he is, all kinds. Oh, yeah. All kinds. See, Nehemiah is a man who is full of the kindled fire of God. He's not backing down even when he's gotten the victory. He's like, Lord, that you'll break the teeth out of the enemy. Lord, that you will remember them for what they did. Do not, do not forget that they keep sending unwanted packages to me, Lord. Yeah. Lord, don't allow them to be found blameless in this. They keep sending these. They keep working this over. They keep prophesying lies, trying to make me afraid. Remember that, Lord. You know why? Because I got a fire on the inside of me. And I can feel that there's an anointing there. Don't you let them get away with that, Lord. Return to those sinners. I mean, cinders. Return to the cinders exactly (laughs) what they deserve. Pour it back on their head and get them, Lord. Go get him. When was the last time you prayed that? We need to have more of that in this house. Lord, go get them. Lord, do it. Because we're going to stand in the anointing, and we're not even going to take these packages in. We return to sender. Look, this is an important point. The sign of an anointed man or woman of God is that they love and burn for God's justice to be done. 
It is a kindled fire inside of them because his ways are much higher than our own. And when we trust his justice, his righteousness is what reigns. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 50. We're going to pick up in verse 10 and say return to sender as you turn. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. I want to ask you this question, saints. Who among you fears the Lord? Oh, yeah. I'm proud to be part of a body of believers that honors, loves, and obeys God's word, fearing him in every matter. In fact, I just want to pause for a minute. This reminds me of Spencer McLean. Spencer, why don't you, why don't you stand up for us? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You're kind, of, you, you kind of a big boy, aren't you? Yeah. Spencer McLean is a man who fears the Lord. Spencer McLean is a, a man who obeys God's word in the midst of any difficulty. I watched you fully submit yourself to God's plan, submitting yourself to God's right order. You can sit down. So many of us have left homes. We've left jobs. We have left behind wicked family members. And standing together as one body, we have collectively obeyed what God's word declares of us. Look, even in dark days, you... LCM are men and women who have kindled the fire of God at work in your lives, and it is resulting in the fear of the Lord and the obedience to his word being displayed in this church. You trust in his name. I watch you guys put your full weight of trust grounded obedience on the name and foundation of who God is. Amen. You got somebody passed away? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, get it. See, when I think about this passage, somebody who is fearing the Lord, I think of Jaron Snell. Yes. I see the light of God in his life. I can see the presence of God. And he's the kind of man who is ever growing in his fear of the Lord, ever growing in his obedience. He's received the actual anointing of God. And he's single. Important notice. See, Jaron is part of this family. He's part of this house. He is part of you because he is exemplifying the exact same characteristics that we see in this house. People who are anointed and have the kindled fire of God in them. Oh, there's one more. Okay. I can't it. pass this one up. Get it? I'm thinking of Rhett. Rhett is a man that is, has the kindled fire of God within him. I've watched his life demonstrate a fear of the Lord, an obedience to his word, a trusting in each and every step. And I'm telling you what, from the first day that he came in, he was all in in what LCM was. Yeah, you can, man. Woo! Woo, I'm sweating up here. Red is a man that is anointed by God, and it's demonstrated in the way that we have seen him rely on God. Amen. God's going to do some awesome things in your life, brother. 
Isaiah chapter 15 verse 11 says, But now, all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go, go ahead, walk in the light of your fires and of the torches that you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive from my hand, says the Lord. You will lie down in torment. See, like the enemies of God's people, those false prophets in Nehemiah's day, these enemies had their own kind of fire, not the kind that was kindled in the special anointing of God, not the kind where they were submitted to the powerful word and spirit of God. And you can see that God gives them the exact same answer. For those who love their scubalon flies, yeah. for those who are continually sending the unrequested, unsolicited packages, God promises that you're going to lie down in torment. It's almost like that all those packages that you send actually got returned to sender and now they're just piling up and you're having to deal with the kind of scuvalon that you've been putting out. See, aren't you glad that this is not you, LCF? Amen. Aren't you glad that you actually have God's light that you are walking in, that his kindled fires inside of you? We can return to sender everything that yeah. doesn't match that anointing that God has given us. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 15 is where we'll pick up. So the wall was completed. Yeah, it was. So the wall was completed. Hallelujah. Yeah. On the 25th of Elul in 52 days. Mm. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence. Because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Do you guys see this? Everything that the enemy originally sent out to come onto Nehemiah's doorstep is now been returned to sender back on his own head. Back on the enemy's own head. Now they are afraid. Now they have lost their own self-confidence. Look, Nehemiah led the nation of Israel to carry out and complete the work of God. He was walking in the light of the olive oil. The spiritual light of supernatural insight. Did you hear what happened when the enemies saw this light? See, they realized the authentic working of God's supernatural insight that was in Nehemiah and in the nation. When they lost their self-confidence, when they became afraid, that was the fruit and, and work of Nehemiah taking that original stand to return to sender every time that it came his way. And not just the first time did Nehemiah return to sender. He did it again and again and again. He was immovable in that principle. Just like us, saints. No matter how many times things are going to come our way, we want you to have the confidence that when you repeatedly return to sender, it will land back on their own heads, and we will complete the work that God has given us to do. Come on, we can continually do that every single day. Those things that are trying to cause you to lose confidence. Those, trying to, those things that are trying to make you afraid. Those are not from you. That is not who you really are. Those are things that are unwanted, unsolicited packages. Just return to sender. Yeah. And it will be that you will be able to walk in all that God has for you. In our final passage, let's turn to 1 John chapter 2. 
and we're going to read verses 24 through 29. As you're turning, say, return to sender. First John 2 in verse 24, it says this, as for you, somebody say, as for me, as for me. see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the son and in the father. And this is what he promised us eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray those enemies that are trying to cause you to receive something that you did not initiate, that you did not solicit, that you did not want, and therefore you should not take it in. As for you, the anointing you receive from him, it remains in you, church. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and, is, and as that anointing is real. Somebody say, it's real. it's real. We will not lie to you. We are not making these things up to try to make you feel good. There's an actual real anointing that is on yeah. this house, and we all know it. And you are part of this house, and you have that anointing oil on you as well. Amen. It is real, and it is not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. In other words, keep doing what you're doing, Ibrahim. Yes. Keep Amen. doing it, man. Yes. You have the answer. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Keep working as the God has said it. And don't take any packages that you didn't order. Return to sender every one of them, no matter how many of them Amen. that there are. And now, dear children, continue in him. So that when he appears, we, somebody say we, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. You're a group of people who are walking in the same righteousness, the same anointing of our Mashiach, of our Messiah. He is proving to you that you are in him. Don't let any thought, don't let any enemy be taken as your own because we know what you really are. You are anointed men and women of God who have been found in him. Stand to your feet, saints. Do you find your confidence tonight building and becoming strengthened? He is strengthening our hands as a church. We have to, we must have a victorious attitude right now. Realizing that we are anointed men and women of God. We have every reason to be confident and unashamed before our King. That we are full of the anointing oil of God. And in addition to that, we have righteous deeds that are flowing from that anointing oil. You are returning those unauthorized thoughts back to their sender. And we are fully confident you'll continue to do so, saints. So look, as we worship, we want you to have a victorious, celebratory, overcoming attitude that gives you the strength to keep on returning that back to the sender. 
knowing that your God is with you, that he's with us, and together we're going to continue to grow as anointed men and women of God. So mighty God, we lift up our hands to you. We lift up our heads in victory, in triumph over these thoughts. We thank you for empowering us by your spirit, giving us your anointing oil to be 